All right, welcome to week 21 of the Helped Podcast. And here's Matt with announcements. Wow, 21 weeks. I feel old, I guess. We're back from the road again. This week we were at ASCII Edge, another MSP-focused trade show. And for the record, pronounced ASCII, not ASCII, no matter how funny that would have been. So David, what was ASCII Edge all about? Well, so this one was an MSP-focused show. Um, They had a couple of themes that were really important, one of them being cybersecurity, the other one being creating superfans. Uh, it was a really great uh, uh, presentation about that. Yeah, I mean, it really hit home for us. Obviously, we talk about uh, the customer experience and, and building those customer relationships a lot. Um, there was a keynote speaker actually on day two, Brittany Hodak. Um, one of the examples that she gave in her presentations, very good res- presentation, Brittany, if you're listening, um, was about her experience with Chewy.com. She has uh, some pets, some dogs. There's, won't go into all the deal. Won't give her presentation. Um, but she talked about how when she started ordering from Chewy, she needed some customer support uh, one time early on. She had some uh, prescription dog food. And the uh, the customer service agent wrote back, not only addressed her by name, but addressed her pet by name, even though she hadn't even asked about her pet by name. Um, but the customer service agent just pulled the name off of the prescription and you know, delivered that more personalized experience. Uh, as well, when she was a customer for just a couple months, I think she estimated she'd spent maybe $100. They sent some sort of hand-painted, you know, oil painting of her dogs, like a very personalized, special thing. And, you know, I'm sure they have some way to do that at scale. Um, but, you know, I'm sure it wasn't low cost. And it was something that, you know, even if they do a lot of them, made her feel very special. So, this was years ago. She's a dedicated Chewy.com loyal super fan now. Uh, she goes around spreading the word. I'm going to go check out Chewy.com because of her. I think the best part about it was that she did a, a quick survey of the room before she started about Chewy. The survey basically came up with results that said that the people had heard about it, but they didn't really care. And then she told all these stories about this great customer experience, and then she surveyed the room again. And by that point, there were people that were saying, like, hey, I'm a super fan. Like, that's way cool. I want that from my, you know, dog food, dog supply, whatever provider. It's great to have that customer experience so positive that you tell people about it. It's exceptional when the people you tell about it tell that same story. So the fact that we are telling this chewy story on behalf of Brittany, a, you know, virtual stranger – is you know a testament to what Chewy has achieved there. But all right, we talked a lot about customer experience. Let's move on from that. The other key topic was cybersecurity. Why is that important? Well, I mean, obviously it's the the big buzzword right now. Everybody's got three or four devices that they personally own. All of those devices have, you know, personal information on them in one way or another. And so cyber cybersecurity is is vastly important to make sure that you know, we keep everything under wraps, if you will, to keep everything, you know, in our pocket versus out there in the world. Um, I think that when we talk about the different customers, and I know that this one's not going to be a shill episode, but when we talk about... They're all the, shill episodes. All right, that's right. Um, so when we talk about the customers that, that we support, you know, we support folks on the product side where, you know, maybe they've got a database that's full of, you know, user credentials or specifics about the product that that's being used. And, and so it's really important to keep that away from from people that you know might be prying eyes. On the MSP side, now you've got you know the folks that are actually delivering those cybersecurity measures, the folks that are you know providing the 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 the, the firewalls and the AV and the stuff to make it so that you know the cybersecurity means something to, to these com- companies. 
Yeah, if we as a, a company need to set up a cybersecurity infrastructure, we are going to outsource that to the experts. The experts are these MSPs. So, you know, they are the ones who are integral in delivering that security solution. Um, and the reason it, it's then relevant to us is we become a part of that. You know, what we had helped do is become part of your team. So if you're an MSP delivering cybersecurity solutions, you know, we are helping to deliver those solutions as well. Yeah, I mean, that, that means a lot, too. You know, we do some of the security training. Um, we, you know, we agree and accept all those different policies and things that that make these companies, you know, SOC 2 compliant or, or SOC compliant. And, you know, we're here for that. Like, we're at these shows so that we can learn all the things that are required in this industry to really, you know, support our MSP customers. Yeah, one of the keys to making our team successful is continuing education, training. Part of that is getting certifications. Just earlier today, uh, we actually completed a security training course <laughs> as, as part of one of our partnerships with, with one of our MSP clients. You know, I'm going to go back to the show a little bit, too. Um, the one presentation that we saw about, like, quiet quitting and, like, you know, keeping employees happy and things like that, super important theme. Um, but one of the things that, that that happened was they, you know, pulled the audience. They said, hey, you know, uh, what types of things haven't we talked about that, you know, would be really good and, and, and something to offer your employees to keep them happy? And nobody said knowledge. Nobody said certifications. Nobody said, you know, doing the things that I think that we're doing where, you know, we're, we're paying for the materials. We're paying for the certifications. We want, you know, our team to be as knowledgeable as possible um, so that we can pass it on. Like, we're just trying to help. Well, and to be fair, I think they did talk about career advancement. And I think the certifications and training kind of go hand in hand with that. You need right. to get those certifications. You need to complete those trainings in order to take that next step in your career. So, yeah, maybe in not so many words, but I think they drove at the idea. So I think some people were talking about the path. Like, of course, everybody wants to know, I start here, I'm entry level. Then I go to level one, then I go to level two, then I go to level three, and then I become the boss, whatever it is. And I totally agree with that. That's incredibly important. But sometimes that's just not in the cards for these companies, right? Like you could be a hundred person company and, you know, have somebody that wants to drive to being the boss, but it's not going to happen. And so what we do is we try to really empower people to, to be able to be the boss, whether it's with us or with somebody else. Um, I don't know. It sounds funny. All right. And we're getting a little bit off topic talking about the, the cybersecurity. I actually kind of want to tie this back to, to this week's horror story. I wouldn't exactly call it a horror story. But, you know, as we are doing all of this MSP support, um, it's required us to install some additional MFA multi-factor authentication uh, software on, on our devices. And one that was new to me was a software called Duo. Duo, I'm, I'm sure, is you know great as far as authenticators go. Um, I, you know, I don't really know what would differentiate it one versus another, but one thing that differentiated it for me is that once it was installed on my phone, I was required to have a lock screen. I don't know if it makes me an old man or what. I've never had a lock screen on my phone. If someone's going to hack my phone remotely, lock screen's not going to make a difference. If I lose my phone, I mean, my phone's always in my hand. I, I guess I've, I've never lost my phone. I've never been panicked about it, but I'd kind of want to not have a lock screen. Let somebody get in, see that my most recent contact was my wife and call my wife so they can get my phone back to me. Just never had a lock screen. But now that we installed Duo, every time I pick up my phone, which I do way more often than I should, I have to type in my, my passcode or give a thumbprint or however I want to set up. I have a passcode. It's irritating. I hate it. That's my horror story. So multi-factor authentication, I guess, necessary evil. I, I hate it, but it is very important. This whole time I was being quiet about the fact that your phone is from like the 2010s. I mean, 2019 is technically from the 2010s, exactly. and, and I think actually my phone's from 2021. So I don't know about that. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for listening. This has been week 21 of the Helped Podcast. Vroom, vroom.